This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. Welcome to Engadget Tomorrow. I'm Imran Sheikh, and this is where you get to hear about tomorrow today. Today we're talking about the grip Amazon has on the market and its expansion of Palm Payment to every U.S. store by the end of the year. Let's start with Amazon One. You won't have much trouble paying with your palm at the grocery store in the near future. Amazon now says it's bringing its one palm recognition technology to all Whole Foods market stores in the U.S. by the end of the year. As before, you can hover your palm over a reader to pay for your shopping or make use of your Prime perks. You won't have to pull out your phone or wallet if you've already signed up online. Amazon One is already available in 200-plus stores in states like California, New York, and Texas. The expansion will bring it to over 500 shops. The tech is also available in some third-party locations. You can buy beer at the Colorado Rockies Stadium or get breakfast at a Panera Cafe. The Palm Recognition System is billed as an advantage over tap-to-pay and other contactless systems that still require some kind of physical item, including Amazon's computer vision-based Just Walk Out tech. It's also potentially helpful for businesses. It makes sure that alcohol buyers are of legal age, and the deeper nature of the scans, which look at both the palm and veins, create a distinctive vector signature that supposedly can't be copied. The approach has its critics, however. Activists have called on music venues and other locations to drop Amazon One over privacy and human rights concerns. While Amazon touts secure cloud storage for Palm signatures as well as anti-tampering protections, opponents are concerned governments could use the data to track protesters and marginalized people. Objectors are also worried hackers could still take and abuse data. The company is already facing legal trouble over its practices. A proposed class action lawsuit alleges Amazon broke New York City law by failing to clearly notify ghost store shoppers that it was collecting biometric data, including palms. Amazon maintains that one users are explicitly consenting to data collection, but it's not clear that's enough to honor the legislation. Speaking of their bigger business deals, when it comes to online merchandising, nobody is bigger than Amazon. The same can be said for Walmart's utter domination of physical retail. But for a brief time in 2016, the two behemoths sought to get all up in each other's lanes. The resulting multi-year fracas would shake the world of commerce to its foundations with every above-board strategy and underhanded trick made available to crush the competition. 
In Winner Sells All, journalist Jason Del Rey recounts the business battles both between and within these titans of industry as both corporations sought to further entrench their market positions. I'm about to share some of said underhanded tricks from Winner Sells All. In the late 2010s, the power and valuations that Amazon and other titans of the technology industry were accumulating incited a new movement in antitrust circles, catalyzed by a law school paper written by a then-unknown law student named Lena Kahn. In her seminal paper, Amazon's Antitrust Paradox, published in the Yale Law Journal, Kahn argued that our interpretation of antitrust laws was outdated in light of a new digital economy and there was a need to return to the days when merely having low prices or providing free services wasn't enough to avoid scrutiny for anti-competitive behavior. Amazon doesn't just want to dominate markets, it wants to own the infrastructure that underpins those markets, said Stacy Mitchell, the longtime critic of both Amazon and Walmart, who runs a left-leaning think tank called the Institute for Local Self-Reliance, ILSR. And that's an order of magnitude difference of a monopoly ambition than Walmart's. Mitchell had spent many years agitating for the government to step in to slow down Walmart during its go-go supercenter growth years. And she is still clear today that she finds the company's power problematic. But in her view, and that of many big tech critics in her circles, Amazon poses an altogether different threat to business competition. It's not just the retail platform, but it's AWS, Amazon Web Services. It's the logistics piece. It's Alexa and being the interface for how we interact with the web and all the devices and everything that are connected to the smart home, she said. It enables Amazon to favor its own goods and services in those markets to levy a kind of tax on all the businesses that rely on that infrastructure and to surveil all of that activity and use that intelligence to its own advantage. As the pressure from Washington, D.C. increased, Amazon leaders were becoming heated. In one key annual meeting of Bezos's senior leaders in early 2020, Jassy, then CEO of AWS, digested the content of a memo sitting in front of him. It laid out Amazon's plans for messaging in response to accusations that it was too big or too powerful and engaged in anti-competitive behavior. As Bezos listened in by phone, Jassy pointedly asked those before him why the messaging didn't argue that Walmart and AWS rival Microsoft should be investigated. Other top company officials tried to explain that each of those companies had already been scrutinized years ago and their time had passed, but Jassy's reaction left a lasting impression on those in attendance. It was clear from his comments that we shouldn't let our foot off the gas, someone in attendance told me years later. In subsequent years, especially in the part of the company that focused on so-called competition issues, there wasn't a day that Walmart didn't come up. The fact that Walmart, with more annual revenue than Amazon, was not being scrutinized by policymakers drove executives like Jassy crazy. It didn't help when Amazon executives discovered that Walmart was indirectly funding a non-profit front group called Free and Fair Markets, which was bombarding reporters and social media with anti-Amazon accusations. For some time, Amazon leaders suspected that a competitor or group of competitors was funding the operation but couldn't prove it. 
One of Amazon's longtime spokesmen, Drew Herdner, grew frustrated every time the group placed an op-ed or social media message that got traction. How does the press not know this is a front group, he would lament. As a result, an Amazon communications staffer named Doug Stone spent upward of a year trying to help reporters uncover the group's funders. Finally, in the fall of 2019, the Wall Street Journal pulled back the veil in an expose titled A Grassroots Campaign to Take Down Amazon is Funded by Amazon's Biggest Rivals. A Walmart spokesperson denied funding the group to the newspaper. The article had stated that Walmart used an intermediary to pass along funds to FFM, so the company's defense might have been a matter of semantics, but said that Walmart shares concerns about issues that the group was publicizing. Thanks for listening to the show. Make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. Today's show featured journalism by Engadget contributors John Fingus and Andrew Tarantola and was produced by Spoken Lair. I'm Imran Sheikh. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk more on Monday. Spoken Lair. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.